This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Okay, uh, we are back. And interesting, there was that ad uh, oh. right before this, Make Healthcare Matter. I think uh, all three parties are doing that. But right now, Bob Comsick is here uh, with an update on what was actually in the throne speech. Bob. Which wrapped up minutes ago by the Lieutenant Governor Libby. The, the highlights, the priorities that uh, she basically put out there, what the, the government is saying. So she's basically saying this, reducing wait times for healthcare by significantly increasing operating budgets. Now, no numbers for hospitals? Work. Yeah, but no number for operating budgets for hospitals, but there are no numbers. Expect that to come out later this month when the uh, when the budget will be uh, announced by the finance minister. Expanding home care to provide more services for seniors choosing to stay at home and provide financial relief for those families who are caring for aged loved ones. Making investments in mental health, as well as a Addiction services so that people of all ages, as was said in the in the speech, can get the care they need. Ensuring that more without a drug and dental benefits plan will have access to more affordable prescription drugs and dental care, as well as uh, more to be done as far as child care. So, it's just a general overview. Expect more in terms of how they plan to achieve that the Liberals later this month when that budget and, comes out. And no me. money attached no, to it. No, nothing. No no dollar signs attached to it. Okay. Um, thanks, Bob, for that. So uh, we have Ashton Arsenault on the line, and uh, we are bringing in Aleem Kanji, who is the Vice President of Government Relations for the Sutherland Corporation. And uh, let's start with Aleem. What uh, do you make of what you're hearing? Well, there's a certain uh, theme we heard uh, from uh, by, by virtue of that update, and I know the throne speech just concluded minutes ago. But look at whether it's healthcare or home care or mental health uh, care or child care. That that theme that resonates uh, in from uh, from the throne speech is uh, is that key word of care. And you know, I believe that uh, that the Liberals are going to run, and Premier Wynne is going to run on that agenda of uh, care uh, versus cuts uh, that she certainly expects to see from uh, from the progressive conservatives insofar as is how they want to reach their uh, agenda and their and their mandate. So really, it, I think it, it is that care. Care versus cuts, certainly not costed out at this point in time. Uh, but then again, uh, neither is the, the PC agenda, uh, policy agenda, or the NDP agenda at this point in time. Uh, yeah, nothing costed out, though. It certainly looks like um, uh, they, there will be new money. Ashton, what do you think of this? Yeah, I'm just going over Bob's list there. So it's not unusual that uh, uh, a throne speech uh, isn't costed. They rarely are. Um, so reducing wait times, expanding home care, mental health investments, uh, more investments into drugs and dental, and more child care. I think that's all pretty much the exact type of cookie-cutter uh, liberal policies that we were expecting today. Uh, I didn't know. I, I didn't get to watch it myself, obviously, so I don't know if there's a couple of other nuggets that may or may not be in there. But 
you know, I, what I want to talk about is actually the fact that, you know, they had to prorogue to do this, and sort of prorogations come over the last few years, especially to be viewed as a dirty word of sorts, when in reality it isn't. That said, when you have an 11th hour prorogation, like the Ontario Liberals have just pulled off, you start to see why people have grown suspicious of the tactic over the years. So look at the timing of the throne speech. Uh, it's mere months away from the election. The fact that government's main opposition just elected a new party leader. The fact the Ontario Liberals continue to sag in the polls. You can really only chalk this up, uh, decision up to one thing, and that is, that is politics, pure and simple. Uh, this is very calculated on behalf of the government. Um, and the fact that they're doing it in advance of another communications document, uh, that being the budget, uh, with within just a couple of weeks. Uh, Less I think than it, a couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's so, uh, like eight days. Exactly, exactly. I, I think it's I think it's painting a fairly clear picture of what the government's interests are, and that's to get a re- reelected, and it's simply that. Um, uh, so, Aleem, but does it make any difference how much attention are uh, people actually going to pay to this uh, and the fact that they prorogued uh, the legislature in order to uh, deliver this speech? You know, I, I think what, what the incumbent government is trying to do really is to get ahead uh, of what's to come. Uh, they, you know, you, you saw the timing yesterday around the NDP's platform uh, that came out that tried to preempt the throne speech uh, today, uh, sucking a lot of the oxygen out of the room in terms of the media. And then, of course, you've got the PCs with the uh, unity rally uh, tonight. Um, So, you know, we are weeks away, of course, from the election. We're days away from the budget. And, uh, you know, this is is, uh, a game at its finest, if you will. Everyone's trying to one-up each other and and suck up all of the the, uh, media time to talk about what it is that they want to talk about. Um, you know, what's really fascinating, though, Libby, I'll share with your, your listeners, is that um, the Premier put out a statement, um, and she put this out yesterday and said that a major policy announcement uh, aimed at, quote, those 60 and over, uh, age 60 and over, which might be of, of interest to some of, uh, some of your listeners, will be happening tomorrow uh, in Toronto, in Leaside, which... Uh, for those unfamiliar with, is, is right in the heart of her, her riding in, in Toronto. And so, you know, listening to some of the calls today around uh, the comments that the, the Premier made, uh, you've got to wonder what's up. Is it an expansion of, of some of the ideas around health care uh, that will come forward tomorrow at that announcement? Um, is she trying to make amends with, uh, with some of the older folks? <laughs> we'll see tomorrow. Uh, but, but no shortage of... of uh, of ideas that are being uh, that are being uh, positioned uh, for for that that uh, that senior vote, a very very captive audience. Well, um, we have to see. I'm, I'm just wondering. So it looks like because uh, I talked to Doug Ford last week, and he says he's going to be releasing his platform soon. But he did mention that among his priorities will be to reduce wait times in hospitals, reduce the hallway medicine. Uh, he also talked about uh, you know modest dental care for seniors, I believe, and. Uh, uh, I think home care would be part of that. Uh, so it looks like from a policy point of view, all three parties are focusing on health care, except in terms of the Liberals, you know, I would have thought the ballot question will be, you know, Kathleen Wynne, and has she been there too long? So 
Ashton, is it in their advantage if if uh, the issue sort of becomes who's who's offering the best health care package? I don't think so. I think uh, what we've seen today is a, is a tired government that has attempted to throw everything, including the kitchen sink, into a re-election effort. Uh, I don't think it's surprising that the government is targeting uh, these age groups and this audience, um, because as we were touching on in the previous segment, Libby, these are, these are folks who vote, uh, and they vote with great consistency. Um, as to whether or not, uh, you know, whose who's platform is ultimately going to do more for that age group over the others, well, I think we are still relying on, uh, on, on seeing the other two. Uh, Doug Ford's mentioned in the past that he's sort of a, a big five priorities guy, which is uh, a, a page directly out of the, uh, the federal conservative playbook, uh, if you'll recall, when Stephen Harper was elected in 2006 on a, on a similar package. So I, I, I think we still have a lot to learn, and as the election gets closer, I think you'll see targeted announcements by all three parties. I think they'll ultimately want to roll out their platform uh, quite slowly uh, to make sure that they are maximizing their media exposure. Uh, yeah, and I guess the question is, I mean, one of the things uh, that uh, Kathleen Wynne is criticized for is saying, you know, with a, a lot of these things, it costs a lot of money, you know, where were you five years ago to bring these things in gradually, and now uh, you know you want to bring them in very quickly, Ashton? Yeah, I, I think it's unfortunate. I mean, we want to talk about a waste of money. I, I just have to go back and I have to visit the throne speech. You know, she disingenuously said last week that it's one of the only ways that the government can lay out its priorities. That's simply not true. The Ontario Liberals have the entire provincial government communications apparatus at their disposal to communicate their priorities. And they do so very often. Um, you know, no kidding, they do. I, I would encourage your listeners to visit the Ontario newsroom right now just to see how often the government lays out its priorities. So this is actually a rather absurd comment from the Premier. What this actually is, Libby, is the Ontario Liberals saying, all right, let's throw everything we have into our re-election effort. That's what this is. Okay. So, let's, uh, let's hear from Kathleen in Toronto. Hi, Kathleen. Are you there? Kathleen? Okay, I guess Kathleen is not there. She was about to say some nice things about Kathleen Wynne, but um, I can't hear her. So we have uh, Julius in Scarborough. Hello, Julius. Julius? Uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Okay, I just want to state that Miss Wynne, uh, with all due respect, really had no business being the leader of a major party in Ontario. She came in as a school trustee. How she got the, uh, the leadership is beyond me. And she doesn't understand capitalism. She thinks everything can be legislated by being fair, fair, fair. Uh, it's, it's just been a disaster. She's been the wrong person in this job. And she never should have been in there. Okay, Julius. Uh, I'm Julius signing off. Okay, Julius. Thanks for that. Thanks. Okay, well, um, I... I don't know that anything that happened today is going to uh, change anybody's uh, mind about that. Oh, I think we have uh, our other caller on the line, so let's ha let's let the other Kathleen have her say. Hello, Kathleen. Hello, Libby. Uh, I just wanted to say I was very sorry to hear what they have criticized Kathleen Wynne. I think she has done a superb job. This woman has worked hard, and she is a very, very intelligent woman. I think she's done actually more for the seniors so far than anyone. And when they run down the Liberal government, I would like some people to think of when Harper was in and how terrible it was. 
I would think twice before wanting to change the government. I think we have a wonderful prime minister who has worked very, very hard, and I know that if we go back to conservative, our expenses and a lot of things are going to go up that we don't expect because Harper's, uh, it was spoke before that Ford said he was going to cut down on a lot of the deficit that we have, but that other things were going to go up that were going to cost the seniors more money. So I personally hope that people think about what the government was like when we had Harper. It was pretty disgusting. Okay, thanks for that, Kathleen. You're welcome. Okay, well, um, Kathleen Wynne still has some support. Um, we're going to uh, wrap this segment up. So, uh, Aleem, what would you like to leave us with? You know, there's no shortage of, of permutations and combinations that, that could happen, and we're hearing that a lot from, from, your, from your listeners. In terms of a, of a result on the 7th of June, um, polls are what they are, um, and... If Ontario is headed for a minority government situation, which we very, very well could be, um, judging by some of the, the, the tone of some of the, the listeners, the callers today, that may in fact put the third party, the party that finishes in third place, uh, added, at, at an advantage, um, given that they may hold the balance of power in a minority situation, be that the Liberals, the NDP, or the Progressive Conservatives. Um, and the other thing I, I just wanted to quickly touch on was um, the front end of your show, a lot of listeners calling in about the recent comments by uh, the Premier, which uh, some would say she meant uh, in jest and, and meant as a joke. I, I would reflect back on the comment that one Hillary Clinton made about her opposition, uh, entitling them and, and labeling them as the deplorables. Uh, and we all know how that turned out for uh, for Ms. Clinton, and, and some would say it cost her the presidency of the United States. So uh, I would be very careful uh, if I was the leader of any of the three parties in, uh, in making uh, those sorts of, of, of comments uh, that could really turn off uh, a voting base um, moving forward uh, as, we, as, we, uh, as we hit the next uh, seven, eight weeks. Okay, Aleem, thanks for that. Ashton? Yeah, just two quick comments and sort of uh, hearkening to what your last caller was saying. I think I've said this before in this program. Anybody that discounts the intelligence uh, and the political operation style of Kathleen Wynne is doing so at their own peril. She is remarkably smart, and I think she's proven that time and time again. Um, she's the premier of the province, after all, and that doesn't happen overnight. Uh, in terms of what's next for the government, I would like everybody to keep their eyes on the upcoming budget. Um, the government came out and said rather, uh, rather frankly... Uh, Minister Suda didn't even bat an eye. He said, look, uh, remember how we talked about a possible balanced budget last year? Well, that's actually nonsense. What we're going to do... They didn't say possible last year. <laughs> right. They said, look, you know what? Uh, rather than do that, we're going to plunge ourselves further into debt, upwards of $8 billion, to see if we can make the Ontario Liberals look more appealing than they are right now. It really is hard to believe. So I think, outside of what we heard in the throne speech today, and I'll have to go and read it just to make sure I'm up to date on everything... I think you're going to see a lot more uh, grandiose policy announcements coming through the budget, and there will actually be figures tied, tied to them. Okay. Thank you both, Aleem and Ashton. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to uh, talk about something that's always been a... Um, 
uh, a big issue here. Um, so uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the new Slow Down uh, Toronto campaign just initiated today. Uh, so we'll be right back with that after this. Uh, there have been a lot of pedestrian deaths, and uh, this is one attempt to stop that. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.